Happy Easter Sunday, everybody. It is Vicky Midwood here, the Alcohol Addiction and Disordered Eating Eliminator. And I am here on my podcast, Raw Chatter, the stuff that matters. Now, today's forecast, forecast, broadcast even, is, is all about why, I'm sorry to tell you, the truth is your doctor does not have all the answers. Now, I need to just lay this on the line straight away, folks. I am not in any way doctor bashing at all. Um, they do an amazing job. I absolutely applaud the work that they do. What I want you guys to know as listeners is that the way that they are trained and the way that their learning is set out via the syllabuses that they study at university, unfortunately, they're not taught to join up the pieces of the holistic body. And as you and I know, your body isn't separate systems and separate pieces. It works as a whole. And if you've listened to any of my podcasts at all, you will know that the way that you think will affect the choices that you make when it comes to your food and your drink and your movement and what time you go to bed and what time you get up. And those things will then affect your mood and how you feel. And we can't separate those two things. We can't separate the head from the body for the simple reason that it's connected via the vagus nerve through every single organ of your body, including your gut, and via your nervous system. That's why it's the vagus nerve, the name says it all. It's it's the nervous system. So we can't separate what goes on in our thoughts and how we feel emotionally from what is happening physiologically, chemically, as well as neurologically. And, and if we try, this is where we get ourselves in a bit of a pickle. And this is why I want to really help you guys to understand that if you have got an illness and you go to your doctor, what you are going for is symptom relief. You are not necessarily going to get root cause and the problem with that is that if we just treat symptoms without discovering what is actually the root cause, the likelihood is that at some point those, system, those symptoms that you originally went to the doctor for will either return or you will get new and different symptoms, but they are still linked to the original root cause problem. And when we can keep on treating these symptoms with medication, and you probably will feel better. Does that mean that medication is never a good thing and that you should not go to your doctor when you've got symptoms? No, I'm not saying that at all. But what I want you to understand is that unlike healthcare professionals like myself or functional nutritional doctors or holistic therapists, or those who work in Chinese medicine or Ayurveda, are all trained to look at the body as a whole and ask questions about lifestyle and about the foods that you're choosing to eat, as well as the stress that you're under, the environment that you're living in, including the people that are surrounding you, as well as the actual physical four walls environment, and also, just what your 
state of mind is, your current attitude to life is. Because without looking at all of those, we could well be just putting a sticking plaster on something and potentially making it worse. And no doctor signs up to make you feel worse. That is not why they do what they do. Every single person who goes into the medical profession does so because they wanna help people and they wanna help people get well. Unfortunately, what we have now created in our society, in modern day society, not in other countries, the other countries that we look down upon and we poo poo the use of natural medicines and people going to therapists for help and healers and hypnotherapy. If you're poo pooing that stuff, well, the reason why people do that is because it works. And before we had the medications that we now all rely on so much, we all used natural plant medicine because that's all there was. We all looked at other people who knew better than us for help and for the answers because that's how society functioned now what we have got is a situation where we are so used to going to our doctor to get an instantaneous result to get freedom from our symptoms quickly that we have lost the understanding of how our body actually functions. It, your body never gets sick just overnight, very, very rarely, unless you've got a, a massive parasite or you have picked up a virus that, that gets into your system incredibly quickly, which are possibilities, but highly, highly, highly unlikely for most of us. Your, your symptoms are actually signs that something has been wrong for a very long time. By the time symptoms show up, you have had issues going on without your knowledge or maybe with your knowledge, but you've chosen to ignore the early signs until you get signs that are now not just whispering at you to do something different, but yelling at you. Maybe it's pain, maybe it's migraine, maybe it's constipation, maybe it's the opposite, maybe it's diarrhea. Maybe you are struggling to feel your fingers properly or maybe you've got pain in certain joints or behind your eyes or, and so the list can go on. But those symptoms, other things, you, there will have been many, 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 many other things going on before you notice those very obvious and often very painful in your face symptoms. And the reason why we get those type of symptoms eventually is because your body's been trying to tell you subtly to do things differently and to look at what's happening but because we're not taught to recognize those signs we choose to ignore them and I hear it so many times from my clients who were told by their parents that symptoms of PMS were perfectly natural and normal it's called being a woman no I'm sorry, symptoms of PMS, bad symptoms of PMS are signs that something is awry in your gut and in your environment and the way that you're choosing to live your life. Something is not quite right. There's a hormone imbalance going on somewhere. We should not suffer every time we have a period. 
right? That is not normal. The same goes for menopause. There will be some symptoms, but they should not be so dramatic that they absolutely take over your life. You need to look at what else are you doing? What stress are you under? How much sleep are you getting? Are you honoring your body's circadian rhythm? What's your blood sugar levels doing? What type of foods are you choosing? Because all of those things together help you to understand just what is going on and why there is a hormone imbalance and why you're getting those symptoms. Just throwing a medication at symptoms will not solve the problem. And the thing is this, if we believe, and as most people do who believe in the whole allopathic culture of getting medication to fix the problem if you have gone down that route and then you've realized that now suddenly other symptoms have appeared and then you get another medication for those symptoms and then guess what another symptom appears and that's a side effect of the medication for the first two symptoms so we'll give you something else to hopefully bypass those symptoms and then before you know it, you're on four or five or six, or I've seen clients who are on 10 and 11 different medications, many of them to counter the side effects of the original stuff. And for those of you who don't know, that was my mum's story. And she didn't actually die from her illness. Her illness was bipolar. And, but she was given medication that was not monitored. Her thyroid was never checked. And we now know that there is a massive, massive correlation with the misdiagnosis of thyroid issues and bipolar. Now, I tried to say this to her doctors a number of years ago. She's no longer with us now. And was basically told I didn't know what the F I was talking about. Here's the thing. I did. And they didn't but they're not going to back down and say, oh my goodness, gosh, yes, that research is there and it has been there for a number of years. But because of the way that we run our medication system and our healthcare system that is actually designed to keep you stuck in your illness, I can't possibly say to you that I know about this because then I would have to admit that the way I've been dealing with it has been incorrect and actually harmful. They're not going to say that. I, I am, <laughs> because that is the truth. And that is why I call my podcast Raw Chatter the stuff that matters, because my mum's side effects were the thing that created her problems. They affected her muscle tissue and her nerves to the extent that she lost continence both ends, which for a woman who was very, very proud of who she was and how she looked was devastating absolutely devastating she wasn't mad she was bipolar she wasn't she didn't have dementia she knew what was happening and yet she could not control it and then when you get people telling you to control it and hold it in when you're taking medication that makes that impossible yet they don't know that those are the side effects believe me it's very easy to get extremely frustrated and very angry thankfully I got over that when I put down the alcohol. And I will be quite honest with you, a lot of the reason why I drank was because of the absolute frustration in my inability to make people listen who were treating my mum. And I knew that they were going about it in the wrong way. But who's going to listen to a young 20-something? Who's going to listen to a, a nearly 30-something? Even though I could turn around and say, the research is there, we know this. Not only could I not say it to them, 
and not be heard, even if I did try. And believe me, I did. Hence, I would then go home and down another bottle of wine just to drown my sorrows and get rid of the frustration, which, of course, never worked. But my mum believed that the doctors knew what they were doing. And that is why I wanted to do this, because the truth of it is that your doctor, not his fault that the training is done or her fault, that the training is done in the way that it is. The easiest way to help people to understand how things work is to split things up into bits. So people, the doctors and, and anybody who does nursing training, same thing. You will learn about how cells are made and function. Right. And then that will get shelved and you'll learn about endocrine systems and you'll learn about the circulatory system and you'll learn about the nervous system. But you won't then go together and put cellular function and what you know about cellular function together with how those systems work. And then you won't also get taught how our thoughts and our emotions affect our enteric nervous system, which is our second brain or our gut nervous system, because it has its own nervous system that is linked to your central nervous system, but is not the same. And it's linked by the vagus nerve. And so many DPs know nothing about vagal tone and its role in so many issues classic throat problems and issues around the the thyroid area right poor vagal tone it's never brought up so this is the stuff that they are not taught because they're taught everything separately but then they're not taught how to join up the dots well they are in some areas but not in others which is not helpful to you as a patient so the first question you should be asked if you're going to see your doctor about depression should be about what is your diet like? What is your sleep like? What are the current thoughts and feelings that are going through your head most of the time? Who are your friends? Who are you hanging about with? What is the story with those friends? Because if you are hanging around people who are low and down, guess what? You will also be low and down. If you're eating crappy junk food because it's cheap and you don't know how to cook, then you will feel depressed and you will feel low. Not because you are a depressive, but because you are not giving your body the nutrients that it needs. You're not feeding the gut microbes that I needed to make the hormones and the neurotransmitters to help you to lift your mood and to feel better. But because your doctor doesn't tell you anything about this stuff and talks about just what the thoughts are in your head and that's about it, and also what your past history has been and the events that have happened in your life puts two and two together, decides antidepressants. What you're then not told is what happens when antidepressants are broken down in your system and how much they actually deplete your minerals and your vitamins, which if you're not eating a good diet in the first place, are gonna make things even worse. So you're taking a medication that's trying to help you while your body is battling to even get the nutrients that it wants to function properly. Can you see why this is such a flawed system? Is it the GP's fault that they're not taught about nutrition? No, it's not. They probably have two to four hours in the whole of their training. And this is so important because I get so many clients who come to me saying, well, my GP didn't know about this. And my answer will always be, they won't. 
because they're not trained in it. Things are changing, but they are changing very, very slowly. And one thing that we need to take on board, and some of you who have heard me do any kind of Facebook Lives or anything else will know I've said this before, a course that your GP takes, let's say a university course, first of all, it has to be written and it has to be approved. And let's say, for argument's sake right now, that, that new courses are being written that are going to hopefully change things in the future. It's not going to be anytime soon for at least 10 years, right? And as I say to most of my clients, your GP on average is about 17 years behind current research that people like me, who are health coaches and other holistic and functional practitioners, because we are consistently and continuously looking at current research and reading research papers and are flipping nosy and always wanting to learn about what is going on. So we are as up to date as we can be. Your GP is not, not because they don't want to be, but because they just don't have the time. They are seeing patients day in, day out, and allocated around about 10 to 15 minutes per patient. They are not going to be able to spend the hours that it takes to go to summits to listen to people talking about the current research that they are doing, to actually read those research papers in detail and then go away and make some informed decisions about what that now means for people and their health. They just don't have the time. And let's face it, if they do have time off, do you really think they're going to want to spend it doing more of the same stuff and learning more of the stuff that they're doing day in, day out? No, they're probably going to want to read a trashy novel and just switch off or go and do some gardening or something. So can you see that it's not your GP's fault unless they are exceptional? And there are some GPs out there who have realized that actually they are not serving their patients well. And they have then gone on to train in functional medicine so that they can actually understand about nutrition and the missing pieces of putting together the importance of blood sugar levels and your circadian rhythm and understanding that your cells themselves have a circadian rhythm as well as the whole circadian rhythm of your body. And that, yes, the moon does affect it and so does the weather. There are so many things that your GP just doesn't have the time to learn about. So it's not that they are stupid or don't want to know this stuff. They're not taught it in their training and then they don't have the time to learn about it further on down the line, which means that on average, if they do their training and they do a course, let's say the course has just been written and it's been accredited, they then have to go to the training, which is six years. Don't forget, by the time a course has actually been approved and accredited, any of the research quoted is already going to be out of date. Let's say it gets accredited incredibly quickly. Let's say it's accredited in 12 months. Oftentimes, courses have to to and fro with their content before they're finally happy that it covers all bases. Often, it, that can take two or even three years for a course to actually be accredited. So we're already two to three years behind in the research. Then you have to train, which is five to six years. So you can see that we're already seven to nine years out of date with current research. And then they've actually got to go and practice and probably do at least a year interning. So that's probably about 10 or 11 years now out of date with current research. Can you see why your GP's knowledge is not current and why no, they do not know everything? So the reason that I wanted to do this is I've been working with a client recently and she was so upset because 
She believes that the GP is telling her lies and it's not that the GP is lying. It's just that you can't know what you don't know. And your GP can't possibly know it all unless they are an exceptional GP who has chosen to take time out, to train holistically, to train functionally, to understand Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine, and has chosen to look at the power of food as medicine as opposed to medication, and looks at alternatives like herbs, like essential oils, like adaptogens. If you have a GP like that, you are extraordinarily lucky. Hang on to that person and stay with them. The rest of your GPs are doing their best with the knowledge that they have. But over and above all, the message I want you to take away from this is they do not know everything. Do your due diligence. We have people like me, health coaches like me and colleagues of mine who are doctors in alternative medicine, holistic medicine, functional medicine, Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, who all can help you with a different viewpoint. And as long as they can back up what they're saying to you with research papers and proved science, then I would suggest that you don't just listen to your GP for an opinion. And if you would like to talk to me or somebody like me, then please do reach out, get in touch. You can find me on LinkedIn as Vicky Midwood. You can find me on Facebook as Vicky Midwood and the Addiction and Disordered Eating Eliminator. My website is vickymidwood.com. And I will be doing a webinar coming up this Wednesday evening, that's the 7th of April, and Saturday afternoon, that's the 10th of April, where I'm going to be telling you all about your digestive system and gut health. I'll be doing a webinar on the digestive detox that will help you to eliminate cravings and release weight naturally. And in that, I will explain to you how everything is linked together and why it's so important that if you are wanting to take care of your health, that you go about the steps that you need to take in the right order with the help of somebody who can make sure that you don't do any more damage by going about it yourself and actually do what you need to do in the right way to help you to feel fabulous because that ultimately is what we're here for. Feel fabulous today, Easter Sunday, whatever you get up to. Have a good one and thank you for listening.